Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Tulsi Gabbard has announced she's leaving the Democratic Party, but can she be trusted? Plus, why SNL skewering of Joe Biden speaks to a bigger issue that even the mainstream entertainment media has with the failure of his presidency. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, what's going on? This is Rob Smith. Of course, this is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. Okay, let's get right to it. Tulsi Gabbard has completely dominated headlines on the right because she has since come out, or not come out as a, as a Republican or anything like that. She's saying that she is leaving the Democrat Party. And she made a very compelling video that is going spreading like wildfire on social media. And it's, it's a short video. It's very uh, impactful. And this is what Miss Tulsi Gabbard had to say. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who were driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. 
Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Okay, so I'm going to break a little bit of this down. Uh, but first of all, let's be clear about one of the things that's happening right now is that she's launching a podcast. Okay, so um, she's launching a podcast. She's got a YouTube channel. Uh, this is obviously something that's been in the works for a very long time. You know, she, this is very high production values, all of this other stuff. And, and I want to break down, first of all, what what do I think about this? Um, I think that this is a long time coming. I don't know that there was anybody who really still thought that Tulsi Gabbard was a, a, a part of the Democrat Party um, in the first place. She has been speaking so um, openly against them for so long. And so uh, let's speak to the stuff that makes sense, right? The stuff that a lot of independent mind independent minded people who left the Democrat Party a while ago. You know, I, I sort of like built my my platform and my brand on the fact that, you know, I left four years ago. Um, I knew in 2018 that they were trash. Uh, I knew that they weren't doing anything for America. I knew that whatever this party was that I was sort of like born and raised into had fundamentally changed and morphed into something that I personally could not support anymore and that I personally didn't understand anymore. And for Tulsi Gabbard, this is even, you know, this is even probably more personal for her because she's somebody that serves as a congresswoman. Uh, but first of all, let me be a little critical of this idea about elites, right? Tulsi Gabbard is an elite. This was a former sitting congresswoman who, by the way, came from a political family in Hawaii. Okay, this is not somebody that just came out of nowhere. It's just like, these people don't just come out of nowhere and automatically just ascend to prominence, right? Like maybe every once in a long while, somebody really does sort of light up like wildfire and they really do not come from sort of elite privileged backgrounds. But Tulsi Gabbard is not one of those people. If you look in her background, you know, she's from uh, a privileged elite political family in Hawaii, which is like, if you've ever been to Hawaii and I have been, it really is like, it's like a different world. It really is a different world. It's an incredible place, um, but it's a different world. And so, yes, she makes a lot of good points that the Democrat Party has changed from what we know. And I will tell you this, that it really has become a party of elites. And I think that when we say elites, everybody thinks about, oh, well, this is these are, you know, these elites that, you know, the entertainment and media elites, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of elites, you know, flying around, right? And so it's always like laughable to me to hear, you know, like re like uh, Republican congressmen or women, or you know, people that are at very high levels railing against the elites when they are the elites, right? There are very few people that have any sort of platform in American society today um, that are not of and by the elite. So that's first of all. Um, second of all. As somebody that's a war veteran, she really does make very good points about this sort of bloodthirstiness and warmongering that comes from the left nowadays. And when you look at the people who, and think about this, and I don't think that this gets enough attention, who is one of the biggest voices 
uh, on the left right now. This is Nicole Wallace over on MSNBC. This is somebody that was a staffer for George W. Bush. Okay, like she literally helped peddle George W. Bush's lies to the American public that led us into the war in Iraq which was obviously a mistake. And I say, somebody, I say that as somebody that served in that war, that it was a mistake. And so now this is one of the biggest voices on the left, right? So these are warmongers. It's almost as if all of the people that were the architects of, of the war in Iraq, all these people that are these, these forever war enthusiasts that used to be on the right have now come over and shifted to the left because remember, and this is one of the, the fundamental changes that has happened with the left. Now this is the party of big corporations. This is the party of big war. And all of those people that pushed more power for big corporations and more forever war for America, all of those people that did that on the right, they figured out that the only thing that they had to do was not really change any sort of real ideological perspective that they had, but all they had to do was come out as anti-Trump. And the only thing that they needed to do was to be anti-Trump, and they could still push the same crap uh, that they were pushing during the W. Bush Cheney years, right? And so that's very interesting about this. And so as somebody that is a war veteran, uh, she has a very strong anti-war message. And that is interesting, right? That is definitely something to be talked about and, and to be, I think, celebrated. Um, and and I'm, I'm very critical, though, of a lot of the things uh, that are happening here. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I think that right now, what's going on here is not so much, she's not going to come out and say that I'm a Republican. She's very smart. She's playing the long game. Once you come out, and I, I think about this stuff now because, like, I came out four years ago and I was like, forget it, I'm a Republican. And it, it, it sort of puts you into this box because when you come out and you say that you're a Republican, you can't be critical of anything that goes on the Republican Party. You're supposed to just wave the red flag and you're not supposed to speak out about anything that's on toward in the party. Like you're not supposed to speak out about, you know, Herschel Walker's hypocrisy. Um, and you're not supposed to speak out about whether or not, you know, Margie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert or, or some, uh, somebody else says something stupid from time to time. Like you're not supposed to say that you're just supposed to be completely silent. And so for me, it's obvious that after sort of sucking up the adulation of mainstream conservatives and the adulation of conservative media over the past two years, um, Tulsi Gabbard knew that she would get a lot of attention by coming out, not as a Republican. She is not going to want to do that. And, and I'll tell you why when you dig into some of her policy positions um, after the break. But she's just going to say, you know what? Leave the Democrat Party with me. We're going to go start something new, right? This is kind of the same thing that Andrew Yang is trying to do right now. There's a lot of these people that are that are trying to create what I believe um, they're trying to create viable third parties. And I have to tell you that third party conversation is an interesting conversation because there's a lot of people that feel left out on both sides of the aisle. If you guys have listened to me, uh, you guys really like I feel that I can't really be waving the red flag all the time because there are fundamental things about conservatism and the Republican Party that I agree with. 
but it puts you under all of this pressure and it puts you under this trap to never um, be critical of some of these things that are happening. And I think that that's sort of something that uh, it, it's a trap that I don't want to get into. It's certainly a trap that Tulsi is trying not to get into. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, coming up after the break, I want to get into some of her policy positions. And, and this is why I, I really do think that conservatives really shouldn't be sort of rolling out the red carpet um, for Tulsi Gabbard just yet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Problematics. Uh, welcome back. So we're talking a little bit about Tulsi Gabbard and her... Uh, move away from the Democrat Party. I am critical of this. And, and like I said, you know, maybe I'm I'm the maverick, maybe I'm, you know, independent, whatever. I just, I'm very contrarian. And like I said, when I see everybody sort of, you know, so eager to sort of embrace something, I'm like, okay, we'll pump the brakes. Like what's going on? Why are we worshiping this person? And I think that sometimes Conservatives and Republicans are so thirsty for any sort of cultural recognition because we get absolutely zero that sometimes we don't, I, I think that they don't, there's no question as to what the motivations with some people are. There's no question about, okay, why is this happening right now? And so the Tulsi Gabbard thing, and so look, the reason why I'm skeptical of Tulsi Gabbard is Back in, God, this was 2019, when all the Democrats, you know, they had that clown car running for office. Uh, turning point, we went to the Iowa State Fair and we were doing uh, some some content out there. And I remember I was sort of running around and chasing, you know, a lot of the Democrats that are running for president. You know, I, you know, I got, you know, Kamala Harris and I got Cory Booker and, and all that stuff. And I, and I was actually able to sort of speak with, you know, Tulsi Gabbard. And I was just really asking her about, you know, some of these policy positions. And so it's great that she's anti-war. It's great that she's anti-establishment. It's great that she's calling out 
uh, the Democrat Party for sort of becoming this bastion of wokeness. But I wanted to look at what the voting record was, right? This was somebody that was in, that was a sitting congresswoman. And so I was just like, what is the voting record? So I went to uh, Heritage Action for America. They have a, a, a member scorecard of every member of Congress, everybody who um, has currently or previously served. And there was a couple things that really, really gave me pause. First thing that she voted for was H.R. 5038, which was amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. It was the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which granted amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants without doing anything, right? It's just automatically am- automatic amnesty. Also, she voted to codify DACA, the DACA amnesty program, by allowing so-called dreamers, illegal immigrants who came to the U.S. as children, um, and immigrants eligible for temporary protected status to permanently avoid deportation and obtain a pathway to citizenship. So that stuff brings up the question, what does Tulsi Gabbard really think about how we should secure our border? What does Tulsi Gabbard really think about the illegal immigration issue that is facing this country right now? Now, a lot of you think that she's a centrist, um, and that she will run as an independent. I think that that's absolutely right. Um, I think that this is somebody that's probably still liberal-minded at heart. And I think that what she is doing is she found there are probably some old-school Democrats that never stopped following her, some old-school Democrats that never stopped listening to her. Um, But I think that she found a new base. She found a new fan base of conservatives, disaffected liberals, independents, center-right people, etc. And I think she's going after that fan base. And I think that that's what this is all about. Remember, this is a politician, mind you. And so when I look at these votes for amnesty, when I look at these votes for DACA, all of that other stuff, and by the way, she had like a 7% score from Heritage Action for America. This is um, a conservative-leaning organization. And so it's basically saying, what do these reps actually believe? And this is a good place to go to when you're having this conversation about everybody, like everybody's a rhino nowadays, rhino, rhino, rhino. And I was recently at a a conference with Congressman Dan Crenshaw. We had a whole conversation, which I'm trying to pull the audio for. And I want to share this for you as uh, as an upcoming episode. But we had this, uh, this conversation about this kind of cancel culture that exists on the right. So what I will say to anybody that's listening or anybody that's watching me right now, I'm live streaming on Facebook. My Facebook is at uh, Rob Smith online. Definitely go follow me there. Videos, live streams, all that stuff. And so this is a really good resource, Heritage, uh, the Heritage Action Scorecard. You can Google it. It's a really good resource if you want to see what somebody is really about and you want to see what some of these people are really voting for and what they have really voted for. Now, another thing that gives me pause about Tulsi Gabbard and this voting record is she voted for H.R. 5, which is the so-called Equality Act. Again, for this, the left likes to name things, things that no reasonable person can ever stand well what you, what you don't want equality what is wrong with you monster but that's that's what they do this is leftist language 
And by the way, conservatives should really stop falling for this stuff. And it's basically, you know, this legislation would modify the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to add sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes in federal anti-discrimination law. But it's even more than that. The Equality Act was one of the most profoundly um, ill-informed and unadvised pieces of legislation I think that America's ever seen. Uh, this would literally say like they were trying to go for um, the gender stuff. Uh, this was them putting the gender stuff in schools. Uh, this was putting uh, biological male in women's prisons, biological males in women's sports, all of this other stuff. It's really, really, really bad legislation. But she voted for it. So that leads to the question, uh, can Tulsi Gabbard define what a woman is? Does Tulsi Gabbard believe that biological men should be in biological women's sports? I think that these are valid questions um, that people should ask of somebody that is basically soaking up a lot of conservative and Republican attention for basically saying what we all know is to be true uh, about Democrats, that they're elitist, that they're pro-war, that that party has completely lost the plot, that they engage in this, you know, anti-white racism, you know, under the guise of wokeness. So you have to question these things. And like I said, everybody is so eager to just hop on these trains nowadays. They're so eager to be like, oh, this is the thing, and this is the thing, and let's hop on this person, let's elevate this person, and let's support this person, and let's do that. And just I'll, all I have to say is just like really think about these people and really think about it. And like I said, she's launching a podcast. And so that's what this is all about as well. It's, it's promoting the podcast. And I get it. I understand it. That's the game. But I don't know. I guess I'm just critical. Because I think that this person sort of believes in some fundamental things that anybody that is center-right or conservative really does not believe. Um does not believe in, in men and women's sports, does not believe in something like the, the uh, Equality Act, certainly does not believe um, in total, you know, unchecked amnesty for illegal immigrants. And so I think that while it's great that she's taken the risk that she took, and when she ran for president and completely annihilated Hillary Clinton and completely destroyed Kamala Harris, and brought to the forefront of the national conversation exactly what has happened to that party. Um, that stuff is laudable. That stuff is commendable. But I think it's worth a conversation for somebody to really ask her questions about like, okay, so what is it that you believe? And I don't think that that's an unfair question to be asking of anybody that is soaking up a lot of energy and attention and, and, you know, a, a new fan base and, 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 you know, new donor lists and all of that other stuff, you know. But what I think, honestly, is I think she's probably setting up um, to run as an independent in 2024. I think it would be an interesting conversation. Um, and I think that she, you know, could probably do it. But like I said, there's nobody that's above being questioned. And I think that before, you know, conservatives are so eager to sort of like hop on uh, the next new thing, I think that we should all ask 
a question or two as to sort of what what's going on here. All right, coming up, Saturday Night Live, of all places, is skewering Joe Biden. That's when you know that Biden is absolutely failing. Um, I'll take a little bit of that on after the break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Problematic. So look, Joe Biden is failing. Everybody knows that Joe Biden is failing. It is, to me, not even something that is a conversation. Like, I do, it, it is not a, a partisan talking point to say that Joe Biden is failing. This, Joe Biden is failing by basically every metric that you can possibly use to judge a president, Joe Biden is failing. And even if I were to talk to somebody, and I actually really do want to have a conversation with a pro-Biden Democrat, like I just, I'm very interested in it, honestly, and this is something that I may do for this podcast. Like I want to know, but think about the, the metrics by which we use to judge success in America. And one of the first metrics is, is your life better now? Your actual life. I'm not talking about the life of paid political commentators, um, right or left. You know, I'm not talking about the, you know, like the Bakari sellers or the Nina Turners of the world, like, you know, the the paid uh, or the Donna Brazils, right? The, the very wealthy paid political hacks that have been doing this for, you know, decades or, or whatever at this point, who are, they're going to be fine no matter what. Is your actual life better now after going on two years of Biden? I think that the vast majority of people would say no. I think that the vast majority of people would say that they feel stretched financially in a way that they were not during the Trump years. They would say that gas is much more expensive than it was during the Trump year. They would say that inflation has knocked everybody for a loop um, in a way that it did not exist during the Trump administration. They would say that grocery prices are more expensive. They would say that we are literally like what seems like on the brink of World War III with Russia. So all of these things are happening right now. And I got to tell you, that I did not know that things were going to be this bad. When Biden was elected, and by the way, um, and, and I actually want to do a deep dive on this, but I do believe Biden was elected. Was there funny business during the election, particularly in the cities and swing states? Absolutely. But what a lot of people, 
I, I don't know if they're ignoring this or they don't want to hear it, but these are the facts, um, are that Trump lost white voters. Um, he lost sort of three majority white, like the, um, there were these three counties in the, in swing states that he lost because he lost white voters. Um, he lost white men, he lost white women and his games and some of the other groups, like, you know, the African-American community, Latino, whatever, it wasn't enough to balance out what he lost. So do I believe that Biden was duly elected? Yes. Um, do I believe that there were shenanigans during the election? Absolutely. Okay. So that's what I believe, by the way. But Biden's president, he's doing terribly by any objective metric. And so now you know that he's doing terribly, that even the mainstream media is starting to get into the fact that he's so bad. And even they're starting to skewer him a little bit. And I want you to listen to a little bit of this clip from SNL. And, and look, you guys know that SNL exists to prop up Democrats. It exists to prop up the left. But even they're getting in on the act of sort of bashing Biden a little bit, you know, as gingerly um, as any of these mainstream outlets would. Uh, listen to this. <laughs> this week, President Biden pardoned thousands of convicted marijuana users, and it feels like maybe he celebrated with them a little because yesterday Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Well, let me respond with two words, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Biden was then heard criticizing reporters at the White House for shouting questions at him. Questions like, what year is it? And who's the current president? <laughs> also, they weren't reporters, they were doctors. <laughs> All right, so that's, you know, <laughs> that's Saturday Night Live, and you know, the stuff is a little funny, right? Um, but I think it would, what this really does speak to is, you know, as much as people say, you know, SNL is irrelevant, et cetera, et cetera, like it still remains, like it's a cultural barometer, you know, for what people think and for what people um, are feeling in this country. And so there is this feeling that is coming from the left. There is this feeling that they know that this man sucks. They know that Kamala Harris is even worse. And they know that things are so bad, but it's like they can't say anything about it. And if they do, it has to be under the guise of this very, you know, this very ginger and it's good natured ribbing, which is what this is. Now, compare this to the anger and the vitriol with which they treated Trump. And I think it was Rob Schneider that did an interview. And he said that, you know, comedy died during the Trump years because all of the, the things that they were doing to skewer Trump, it all came from a place of anger. So it was like this angry humor, right? Because they were all angry. They could not believe that there were so many deplorables and so many racists and so many white supremacists in this country that would dare elect somebody like Donald Trump for president, right? So all of the, the skewering of Trump and all of this stuff, it came from a place of anger and hatred. Uh, but this stuff with Biden, it comes like, it's like good, good natured ribbing. It's like, oh, oh, it's our senile grandpa. It's our senile Uncle Joe. Oh, boy. That crazy Biden. What's he going to do next? Is he going to get us into World War III? Oh, is he going to kill another pipeline so that we are not energy independent? I mean, so many things are happening. 
And the reason why I think, and I truly believe, that this country's about to go red, and I think that it's about to go red in a big way for the next decade, I think it's going to go red. I, I really do. And it's because, fundamentally, people are more awake and aware than they were, I think, during the Obama years. I think that I was personally asleep during the Obama years. I was not really paying attention to politics like that. And that was by design because they knew that they had an empty suit that they could trot to late night news and that they could put on the covers of magazines and all of this other stuff. And they knew it was easy for that mainstream media industrial complex to prop Barack Obama up because he knew how to show up and make it look good. Uh, Joe Biden barely shows up. And the people that are tasked to make him look good are not good at it. Corinne Jean-Pierre is a terrible White House press secretary. Um, Jill Biden is not somebody that is a very appealing first lady at all. I don't know who is dressing her. I don't know what uh, blind person they have dressing her, but that doesn't even work for her. She's not a very compelling figure. So you have all these people that are propping up uh, this senile person. And it's just not working. And Americans can see this. The vast majority of Americans can understand uh, that this is not working, that this is just not a thing, right? And that's why I think it's, it's so hard for the entertainment industry to prop him up. So we're going to see a lot more of this skewering of Joe Biden from uh, places like SNL from places like, you know, The Daily Show, and they did uh, this this pretty blistering critique of Kamala Harris last week where they literally um, compared and contrasted some of her word salad to uh, the lead character on that show Veep. Julie Louis-Dreyfus Louis plays the, the idiot um, female vice president that I, I think towards the end of the season she ended up becoming president. Um, so we're going to see a lot of this stuff. And I think that this country is going to go red because... People, people have seen things get so bad so quickly that the regular BS of the left, like, it's not going to work anymore. And so Joe Biden getting skewered by SNL, it's only sort of like the, the, the latest example of this. We're going to see a lot more of this. And also we're going to see a lot more of Gavin Newsom. Remember when he was all over the place because he knows there's blood in the water. He knows that. Uh, Democrats probably cannot wait to replace Joe Biden. And he knows that a lot of the brain dead liberals, like the, the brain dead ones that are going to vote for any Democrat, no matter what, will vote for Newsom uh, because he's a handsome guy with a good head of hair, even though he's destroyed California, uh, even though that he is on the wrong side of everything. He knows that they will probably prefer him over Joe Biden because like this SNL skit, or this SNL segment proves even the left knows he's trash. All right, thanks, Problematic, so much for listening. Look, you can catch Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.